Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Magician Nelson Lugo. Hi, I'm nerdcore rapper Schaefer the Dark Lord. We're best friends. Who hate each other's guts. And we co-host the Epic Podcast. A monthly show in which we discuss comic books, video games, television, movies, our debilitating emotional problems, and Batman. So much Batman. That's the Epic Podcast on the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Be safe, internets. Bye. Seriously, so much Batman. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 134. I am your stupid awesome analyst, John Starr. With me is the hard man with hardy opinions, Andrew. Hi. I've been told I am the Evan of this episode. <laughs> well, that's fine, because we also have our King Baby Duck Evan with us as well. And his good buddy, Airhorn Son. <laughs> Don't use soundboards! <laughs> TJ Collins! <laughs> And we have Elite Four Derek. Hi, I'm here too. <laughs> I have just shot off the soundboard, just for your sake. <laughs> Yay, good. <laughs> oh, it's Conma! <laughs> we our... finally did it, you guys. We did it. <laughs> high fives. Homeschool high fives everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was my face jerk. <laughs> oh. That Conma shout ruined my throat. <laughs> I'm getting old. Okay, so... Get in the back of the bus, Grandpa. My knees can't take it all the way to the back of the bus. I have to sit at the front. It's our most favorite time of year ever. It's con month. It's the month... Uh, con month always takes place the month before Anime Boston, which is our number one event of the entire year. Uh, which it's means our most that favorite it's one con. month Anime Boston. What? Awesome. Yep. What? Yes. What? So, uh, we celebrate the month of March... With uh, Con Month, uh, all things conventions and con based. Um, so we do that leading up to Anime Boston, then we talk about Anime Boston on the last episode of Con Month uh, to talk about our experience there. Now, Anime Boston uh, has been announcing a whole slew of announcements, uh, including their guests and uh, all the stuff that is going to be happening there. Uh, 
Andrew and I have gotten word that we will be doing our waifu panel again, and we are also going to be doing the hardcore anime panel. We are on the wait list for Who Cringe Last. Yeah, but with our luck last year, where we finally got it, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that we get to do it again. Me and too. it's going to be different this year. If we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, our, our test run was the first time that we did it last year, and this Which was year... what like a four years what we had that <laughs> yeah in development <laughs> in development. Uh, and then we finally got to run it, and it went super well. But we have a way to make it run even better now i think uh so look we just have to, to finish it first mm-hmm. we do we do need to finish it first um but there have also been a slew of guests announced for anime boston which has been very surprising because none of them are like known well there's a lot of them that are, are well known right but, we like, got the monica reals and yeah. jay michael tatum and his boyfriend Tatum's. brandon mcganis yeah which i mean like i only know him as jay michael tatum's boyfriend not <laughs> Anything else. Yeah, he plays a Keita in uh, Gamers. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was like, wow, these are this is like a newbie cast. Like, all I the North American guests especially are like... Which isn't bad, because, nope. you know, we all we normally get like some of the same crew once in a while, but this is like the first time where I feel like we actually have some fresh blood here. Yep. Yeah. And um, they haven't announced what the premiere is or anything like that yet. Hopefully we'll... Get to find that out soon. Please be motherfuckers. That would be so awesome if they screened that. I'm hoping it's fully Cooly too. The theme is space. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, theme is space. So I remember that one. I was there last year. (laughs) (laughs) Hot. Um, and we're still waiting on whether or not we're going to be press too. So (laughs) yeah, but we always we always get that one late. Yeah, Yeah, um, it's not until March when we hear that. Yeah, I I I just thought it was really great last night when. Me and Jonathan were working on the hardcore anime panel for a little bit. I was playing Monster Hunter and I was hunting with, you know, Big Bad Shadow Man and Tempsu and uh, a few other people who are familiar with Wicked Anime. And uh, I was Jonathan was there working on the hardcore anime panel and doing some card stuff. And you know, I was looking back behind him and I was just like, oh, what about you know that that clip where you know he gets his head twisted off and. As well, and and everybody over the microphone was just like, "You guys are setting up for the hardcore anime panel, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly what we're doing." Like, yeah. so it's it's pretty funny that our fans, and these are all fans who I think Tempsu's the only one of our fans who's actually been there to see it, minus the people who are from Boston. You know, right? Uh, shout out to Ian Anderson who gave us News Belchon and stuff like who who was there. And they also have musical guests. They have a lot of musical guests this year. Yep, they have Asuka, who currently does the opening theme for Laid Back Camp, and who yes. did the end theme for Centaur's Life. Uh-huh. She's very talented. I, I think she's got a great voice. I'm looking forward to seeing her performance. Yeah, and then also the one that's making all of the Narutards go crazy is Flo is going to be there. Yes, Flo. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, man. Narutards, the, the code geeks. <laughs> yeah. Or man, I'm, I'm so excited about that. Whatever you want to call them. Well, they currently do the theme song for the new uh, season of Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, okay. The good show. I'm Mark Tonema, Seven Mortal. The <laughs> first one was Naruto. A lot of really good concerts to go to as well. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to uh, move on from Anime Boston for a little bit. When we have more to tell you about it, then we're going to uh, update you on that for our next episode of Con Month. But for now, it's time to ring the news bell. Let's get into our first piece of news. Well, actually, a lot of our news is, like, a lot of anime announcements and everything like that that we're going to be looking forward to in later seasons and everything, like... Yes. So, uh, 
I'll, I'll start with mine. I only have one. Evan Evan has the bulk of the news. So uh, I'll just get mine out of the way real quick, which I posted on uh, the Wicked Anime Facebook page this morning, which was a trailer was dropped for the Fist of the North Star prequel, Fist of the Blue Sky, which looks awesome. So I read Fist of the Blue Sky a long time ago. Is it by the same guy who created Fist of the North Star? Yeah. Okay. Because I know sometimes people create prequels that are approved by the original creator. Yeah. So it takes place in uh, 1930X uh, Shanghai. Where the gangsters are roaming about. Yeah. You see? Yeah. 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 All right. What are you laughing at, Derek? I'm just getting flashbacks from Homestar Runner. 20XD6! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the entire show is in 3D. And... When, at first glance, that's an off-putting thing for any anime fan because there's no 3D that you want to come out of Japan. Except now we have things like Land of the Lustrous, which prove that there could be some really good 3D. And it looks like this one is going to follow in those same footsteps. Uh, it looks great. And it looks violent. It looks like Fist of the North Star, but in 3D. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that we could get something really good out of it. I hope so, too. It might actually be getting Amazon Prime because of this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. They already announced that it's going to be on Amazon Prime. I don't know when the release date for it is exactly mm-hmm. because the entire trailer was still in Japanese. Right. So. Right, right. I heard it's a spring release, actually. I think it's supposed to be either April or May when it's coming out. It's pretty close. It's yeah. pretty close. It's pretty close. But I might well, be getting Amazon Prime mainly well, for, for that. And I heard rumors that Dropkick on My Devil, the show that we talked about last um, last yeah. episode, is, po- is supposedly going to be an Amazon exclusive. Right. Well, that's that's what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say was uh, it's it's that's not a rumor. I mean, in the trailer itself, like when they released the trailer, it said this is an Amazon exclusive, even for Japan. You know, like that that was the Japanese ad that said that. So it was kind of interesting. Huh. Uh, well, there so, are so, some um, Amazon exclusive stuff that's over there in Japan too. There was this Crayon Shinchan spinoff that they did of like an alternate universe Shinchan, where it was like a mystery sort of thing that was an Amazon exclusive. There's a couple other ones that were exclusive that I can't remember off the top of my head, but well, they were made exclusively for them. It's interesting because when, well, when I went when I was in Japan, uh, everything there was nothing there. You know, there's no Crunchyroll in Japan. Um, you know, cause as I traveled over, over, through different countries, my internet would pick up where I was. So, you know, Taiwan, I would have less anime and then I could keep going and I get less and less anime until I actually hit Japan where I had no anime in my Crunchyroll queue because there was nothing available. Every single, uh, every single anime in Japan is on Netflix. So every time something gets released in Japan on television, it goes straight to Netflix on the same day, I believe. And then um, and then I guess now uh, Amazon in Japan is sharing that load. So you get, am- you get anime that shows up on Amazon and anime that shows up in Netflix, which is pretty cool. Huh. Evan, what else uh, are they releasing? Well, some big news for fans of the goddess Hestia as they announced both a second season... And an original movie of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Six seasons in a movie. Yeah! Uh, So far, it's two seasons of spinoff and a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love Hestia's new costume design. She does not look like a hobo anymore. (laughs) 
She looks like a fancy hobo. Yeah, right. Still got that boob ribbon, though. Yeah, well, it's not her without the boob ribbon. That's that's what makes her her, which is weird in its own right. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of almost like that she's reached a higher level of goddess with her costume design because yeah. she's got, like, this... Fancy. She's actually got her family now, too, so, like, she's developing as her family's developing, too. That is true. Yeah, they got the Traveler, very... they got the Forger, and then, of course, they got Belle. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited about this, because I've always felt like, as people know, the shorter version of it in Japan is, the easier way for us to say it is Don Machi. Yeah, in Japan. In Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited, because I've always felt like Don Machi has always been overshadowed by the always supremely inferior sword art online when it comes to character development and the like. Mm-hmm. like I will take Bell Crano over someone as half-assed as Kirito. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that, especially because I, I don't know what it is. Like That seems a lot more appealing to me than Sword or Toriyo was. I just, I don't know. Well, I, I well, like Sword or Toriyo. It, it, it had its moments. I do plan to add it to my collection, but... We all know that we tuned into Don Machi because of Belle and Hestia. Because of boob ribbons. <laughs> no, I, I, I tuned in because of dark skin Amazon girls. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what made Sword Oratoria good, was uh, Tiona and Tione. Yeah, that was probably the only thing that made it good, too. Yeah. Other than, you know, it was it was highly, highly, highly etchy. Like, it was it was a lot more so than, than the original series was. It was basically like they made a spinoff season with Sword Oratoria, just to make more fanservice-y stuff happen. Uh, I still watched it, and I still enjoyed it to a certain extent, but it's not like it was deep on any level. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, because if they want the deeper stuff, that's why Bell has his storyline. I feel like Eyes is like the sub-story, where the more that they are journeying together, the more closer that they're going to get. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is if I had to choose a family, I would definitely be choosing the Loki family. Really? I'd go with I'd go with Hestia family. Well, I guess, but you know, I don't know. There's something about the Loki family that's a little bit more cohesive and and a lot better. Uh, and and they, that's kind of one of the things that they they just it was it was kind of the dilemma of the series, which was you know oh this is a really big family and we have a lot of stuff going on and we do more important things than these smaller families, and then um, you know you have Hestia's family who's really small mostly for the for the that whole season was just bell so it it was an interesting dynamic you got to see what it was like to be in a big family as opposed to a small minuscule family with a lesser god but i don't know i liked it there was another anime that was announced which i'm actually really surprised is getting a second very season. very surprised but i'm very happy nonetheless we might we're probably going to be getting a second season of edotama which you know is out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like how could you possibly? Well, she she still hasn't earned her uh, god status or her zodiac status. Yeah, yeah, but everybody was like, "So what?" <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true, uh, and it's really shocking when you know you learn the truth that there almost wasn't a second season of New Game. You know, like as as popular as New Game was, there was just this feeling of how come all these good shows get canceled and never get a second season 
And New Game was one of those where it was really, really liked by audiences overseas where we didn't really get a response to what it was like in Japan. Yeah, it was kind of and like everybody, how was over here. Well, and everybody was like just indifferent to it. And then, but people over here were just like, I can't believe we're not getting a second season of New Game. And then we do get a second season of New Game, and everybody's shocked because, oh my gosh, we're getting this next second season of New Game because we all really liked it and we really wanted it. And then second season of Edotama is like, yeah, that first season was really fun to watch, and I really enjoyed it personally. Me too. And then we get a second season and we're like, okay, I guess <laughs> so, you know? Sure. <laughs> sure. I'll for watch more of this. Yeah, I'll watch more of it, I guess. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I don't know. I don't know really where else they can go with it but it, it it'll be fun i guess uh one thing i do know is we don't get moton so i'm not happy about that you don't get what moton we don't get moton no remember moton comes back at the end she's just really small now i don't remember that That's yeah how much at the end you see you see nyatan and moton together going on a new journey and moton's riding on her head oh Okay. <laughs> when, you see, when the Zodiacs die, they become reincarnated, but when they reincarnate, they start out really small. Well, the specific way that Motan had to be reincarnated. Because there was a running gag where it was a Zotan, the horse chan, that would always die but would come back. I don't remember. The, Ken, the Kenny of the anime. Yeah. Yes. All right, what else you got, Evan? So, we've got release news. Uh-huh, yep. So, first and foremost, some... An anime series that a lot of people have been waiting for a home video release is coming this summer, which is ReZero. Uh, oh, yeah. It's being dubbed. It's getting the release this summer. The first half is going to be released then. I think the second half will probably be released either later in the fall or early winter. Yeah. Uh, that's a show that I really liked when I was watching it, but then when it was done, I don't really care about watching it anymore. So... Uh, I I don't know if I would add that to my collection because I'm I'm like so especially towards the end of that series I was so done with that show like the first couple episodes were great and then <laughs> the next couple episodes came along and I was just like oh this is a chore let's <laughs> be on let's be honest the reason why you add that to your collection is so you can get Rem yeah yeah right Rem is best girl <laughs> well and she was the best girl according to the internet. There were a lot of best girls when that game was re- when when that anime was released. Yeah, a lot of good anime girls that year. But, All right, but the but the internet internet wanted Rem. All right. Well, how about this for release news? Apparently, G Kids has the license for Mirai of the Future, which is the Thank new film from Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Which uh, what did what did the other movies come out on? Funimation. Funimation released it, and now G-Kids has it? Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what brought that move on. Well, I know Funimation's going to probably assist with the promoting of it, but I'm hoping with someone like G-Kids, it gives it a better chance Mm -hmm. in the uh, award circle, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking more that having it through G-Kids will get it faster. That, too. Although... Boy and the Beast did come to us really quickly through Funimation. Much quicker than Wolf Children did. That's for much sure. we didn't get Wolf, Wolf Children, Children until like a year later. Like it, I think within the first three months of the release of Boy and the Beast in Japan, we got we yeah. got that movie here. It was like a typical release for DVDs. Yeah, so that's cool. 
All right. Um, that's it for like release news, but there is some interesting stuff regarding one of the biggest movies of the year thus far, which is Black Panther. And apparently, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, his costume was apparently inspired by Vegeta. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you see the side-by-side images, like, the internet has been absolutely... Oh my god, yes, it's perfect. The absolute, like, blow-up over the internet of once they discovered this. They're like, wait a minute, Michael B. Jordan's an anime nerd? That's awesome! <laughs> yeah. Cause, and he is. It's it's great. It's I am cool. the prince of all scenes. <laughs> That's my horrible African accent. I Sorry. thought you were Did... going for Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he Did... would be more. I'm the prince of all scenes. <laughs> that I am the prince Africa. of scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Christopher <laughs> Sabat. Um, did anybody see Black Panther? I am in the process of seeing it. Hopefully, by the time this episode airs, I will have seen it. So I'm just going to assume it is awesome. Yeah. In the process of seeing it, we are sitting in a movie theater right now. It's playing. We're ignoring yeah. it to make the podcast. <laughs> Everybody around us looks pissed. <laughs> Stop yeah. throwing your popcorn at me, asshole. I'm not shutting um, it off. It's not a phone. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't have any interest in seeing it. And it's not because I'm a racist. It's because <laughs> it's because it's in addition I, to that, it's just like another Marvel movie, and I'm just kind of sick of Marvel movies. Yeah, I haven't um, seen a Marvel movie in forever. So I, like everybody, everybody says that this is you know one of the best Marvel movies ever, and I don't know if that's politically charged or not. Like, is it going? Are we going to be talking about this in thirty years? Probably not. But um, you know. The what last movie or movie do we really talk about that happened 30 years ago? Yeah. Well, but that's what they're saying is like, oh, yeah. this is going to change cinema history. And we're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> Look but, how Wonder uh, Woman did. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, the last Marvel movie I saw was Thor Ragnarok. And yeah. where everybody which was, was so good. Yeah, which which everybody was like, oh, you know, that movie, that was an okay movie. It got okay ratings. You know, people didn't really like it. But me personally, I loved it. Me because too. Because it didn't feel like another Marvel movie. Like, because I'm so sick of the Marvel movie just like, oh my gosh, there's a superhero, and now there's a bad guy, and oh, now they're fighting, and the movie's over. Yeah. And, and like, it's the same Marvel movie over and over and over and over again. And Thor Ragnarok was awesome because it was just a comedy film. And everybody was, like, whining about that. Like, eh, it's a comedy film. I didn't like it because I wanted Thor and I wanted action. I was like, shut up. It was different. It was great. You know, so I loved Thor Ragnarok. And I'm just wondering, like, where does Black Panther fit into that mold of being different from Marvel movies? So what I've been thinking is, you're totally right on the comedy part, but it seems like recently a lot of the different Marvel movies have each tried to have their own kind of theme. Where you yeah. go for like nostalgia with Guardians of the Galaxy, you go for humor with Thor Ragnarok. I'm thinking you're going politics with Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, obviously for when it was released and you know the world we're living in right now. But right. They, they talk a lot about politics in that movie as well. Yeah, well, it's always been politically, a politically charged comic. Yeah. I remember when Jack Kirby once got a complaint sent to him that there weren't enough white people in Black Panther. So his response was, have Black Panther kick the crap out of the KKK in the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's like, incredible. Like, That's like incredible. Doctor Strange will be like your visual eye candy movie. That's the one that focused on effects. So they each kind of are trying That's to your do drug their own trip little movie. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> 
Guardians of the Galaxy was to reach out to the Dungeons and Dragons crowd. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, that soundtrack. I love their soundtrack. Me too. So I, see, I'm so sick of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, see, that was, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was the last Marvel movie that I saw. I, I just have no interest in Marvel movies at all that like I'm done with all Actually, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I know Nerdy Show as a whole, like their their discussion was it wasn't that good, but I watched I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like it was, I thought it was so great as well. It was so much better than I thought it was gonna be, and I loved it. I was about Mantis to say this is best girl. Yeah, I was about to say despite Baby Groot. Yes, despite Baby Groot, because Baby Groot was the worst part of the movie, because he was just strictly fan service, and they didn't hide it at all, and he was really annoying. Did he, uh, did he else... hold up a Baby Groot pop saying, you can buy this for $10? <laughs> he, he may as well have, like, he may, because, I mean, he even had, like, a dancing, like, the whole opening of the movie was Baby Groot dancing to music, and you're just like, okay, we Mr. get it, Baby Blue Groot Sky danced Joe. at the last five minutes of the movie, and it was just annoying. So I, I also don't know if I'm gonna end up seeing Black Panther, but that's just because I'm like done with Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, I've heard that it's great, and Michael B. Jordan is good. I I liked him in Chronicle. Yeah, when he, he was first great showed up. In you can't say that he didn't put forth a great effort in. Uh, like he did his best in in Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> But did you also see the meme that sparked online saying that uh, you you either die being uh, being Johnny Storm or you live long enough to see yourself become a badass, you know, <laughs> or in a better Marvel movie? <laughs> yeah, which don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed the original Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba and everything. You did? I actually did like the first one. The second Shocking. one was shit. I will okay. admit the second one was Silver Surfer was okay. shit. No, hold on now. I enjoyed the Silver Surfer one more than the first one. It felt <laughs> I, I felt like it was toned down a lot with the second one for some reason. It was a movie for children. Yeah, it was a sure. movie for children. <laughs> Although it does have a great sex joke in there, which is probably one of my favorite things. It was like, I just don't want to wake up one morning and find out she died from a rock slide. <laughs> I would rather watch a movie of the... Uh... The take on the Fantastic Four made by the Venture Brothers. That would probably be more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Right. I want to see... Anyway, away from Marvel movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a Justice Friends film. <laughs> the Val Justice Hallen. Friends. <laughs> the Kron. Hey, Papa Pell Clam. Where's yeah. the Papa Pell's name? I can't remember the other Papa Pell. Papa Mitch. Papa Pell Mitch. Fuck! <laughs> you have any other news, Evan? Um, well, there is some <laughs> interesting news about an upcoming event in Japan. Um, apparently a drinking event with a, f- with a few of the cast and crew members of the show A Sister's All You Need. I could see that turning real creepy real fast. Well, the only two cast members that have been confirmed for this are the people who play... Um, are the ones who play the Hashima si- siblings. So, Chihiro and Itsuki. And everybody else, the series director, character designer, the lead animator, the setting designer, the chief editor, art direction people, and the main director as well. Okay. Uh, I so, mean, why? So the voice actress for, Nay- for Nayuta is not going to be there or any other ones. The, the question about this whole event is why. And why this, why this anime 
And was it really that popular in Japan that they can apparently actually have this kind it, of event? Apparently, it is pretty popular over there. Well, at least the light novel version, the main original ones, are pretty popular. Like, I yeah. personally enjoyed it. I know I know there are other people here on this podcast who say otherwise. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? <laughs> Why are you staring at me? <laughs> but... It sounds like it could be a really fun... I mean, yeah, it could go downhill. People get really plastered and start trashing people yeah. left and right. But if done right, it could be pretty funny. Because there are, like, some variety shows in Japan that famously have, like, have their guests get completely drunk and wasted on there, and they just go off the rails, and that's the show. Huh. Just like Puffy that show Takonomi. Um, had that on one of their old... Uh, TV series where they stay the high high puffy on Miyumi show. No, no, um, <laughs> no, Papa 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 Puffy, which was the one that they had uh, Lenny Kravitz on and a couple other people too. But they had a segment, a couple segments where they would just get completely plastered and just just shoot the shit about random things. So it could be, it could be interesting. All right, and that's it for. I think that's it for news for me. I'm like, oh no, whoa, whoa, no, they're. There is, since we're in con month, yeah, I feel like we should be talking about the um, the recent uh, Wonder Festival that just happened in Japan that showcases all these amazing dendroids and figurines that are going to be released very soon. Yeah, uh, Wonder Fest is a, I mean, Andrew, I feel like that this would be your, your, your haven. Your... I would I would love to go to Wonderfest. Uh, I mean, I don't buy figurines as much anymore. I only buy figurines that are extra good. You know, like I, I like to buy Monster Hunter figurines still, and I like to buy, you know, every once in a while I'll find a Bishojo figurine that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll get that one, but not to the g- degree that I collected them in college. Like I'm to the point almost where I should probably just throw a lot of them out. <laughs> yeah, the trash. It's a lot of money, but I, you know, I think it'll be <laughs> easier to just throw them out than sell them. Yeah, you never know. You might be able to find sellers for it. Possibly. But there's some really good selections here. They have um the they have uh they have the two main girls from Yuru Camp or Laid Back Camp that are gonna be needed in Androids. Yeah, that one's those are sick. That's pretty awesome. Did you see the uh the Helsing Ultimate one? Mm-hmm. With Alucard shooting Nazis in the face. Really? It, yeah, it looks it's 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 pretty badass. Like it's incredibly crafted. I haven't seen this. Yeah, it's... I mean, if I can find a link to it, I'll, I'll post it. But uh, I can just find it, it. It's pretty awesome. Um, they have the two girls from Girl Last Tour. And what's really neat, too, is they actually are making the tank that they ride around in. That you could put them in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, one that really caught my attention was actually the very first one that they showed off in on the website I'm looking at. They're making a Transformer out of a Tenga. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gross. Uh, that that it, doesn't like... That's not is a it gonna Transformer. Be, is it going to be like a it's working cute. Tenga? Yeah, that's a good question. I would be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would feel bad for the poor set that's using it and be like, Oh no, there's change, There's danger. <laughs> That was the descriptor I needed. Perfect. Now I have a perfect idea. <laughs> it would be awful if it turned into this. 
Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, that would be awesome. Jetfire Optimus Prime or Superior Optimus Prime. Oh, look. I mean, Optimus comes from, like, root root words meaning, like, optimal. So it's best. Prime means it's the best. (laughs) What's the other word it added in there? Superior. Superior. (laughs) It's the best of the best of the best, sir. With honors. (laughs) Boy, Captain America over here. Oh, Super here's a close, awesome good man. Here's a close-up of the Tenga. He actually has a little old Tenga mallet, too. He's got a Tenga hammer. That is awesome. And a Tenga gun. A Tenga gun. gun. <laughs> I don't want to know what it shoots. can't believe they're making a Bishojo G.I. Joe. Uh, for, for, for starters, there's already female G.I. Joes on there, but... They're called Barbies. <laughs> You're called Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. They're they have set here. They're releasing uh, Figma wedding toppers. So there's a bride and groom Figma that you can buy. So so there's a there's a male wedding topper and then a female wedding topper. And I guess you can probably swap out the accessories like a bouquet and the dress and the suit and the hair and the and the face. But that's a neat idea. <laughs> I want that. I don't know if I'll get that, though. I'm sure that I'll find us some links to send you the rest of what will be available on or from Wonderfest. Any uh, cool statues, any cool galleries that I find, I will post it in the description. Uh, so let's talk about what we're watching. Sure. Yeah. Hey, can I start? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've continued to watch uh, Death March or, um, you know, Death March that um, uh, that led to a parallel world or whatever it's called. Blah yeah. March. Yeah, and um, so I'm discovering how it's odd that I like it and I'm continuing to watch it just because it's strictly entertaining, but just how awful it is. It's so bad. Um, so the last episode really put into perspective what our main character is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I I, I watched the episode. And then I tried to understand what happened in my head. And then I went and then I continued to read the comment section. And there's actually a lot of people who read the web novel and the light novel version of it and stuff. So apparently in the last episode that came out of the show, not, not episode, there's one episode that I haven't watched yet. I think it's whatever episode just came out. Episode seven. So episode six In episode six, there's a scene where they just nonchalantly like brush past it. Like, Oh Yeah our main character went and had sex with prostitutes. And I was like, so let me get this straight. We have a 15-year-old character surrounded by a bunch of lowly girls, one of which is infatuated with him and absolutely in love with him. And we, our writer, whoever writes this novel or this show, is just like, yeah, our character's going to go have sex with prostitutes and it's going to be no issue. And I'm just like, what kind of hero character is that? Like, you, that's it's Kratos. Just like the, Kratos it's, yeah. from God of War and Rance. <laughs> and Rance. See, well, Rance is a villain. He's just you just play as him as the main character. <laughs> um, He's a so, hero to some people. And I mean, like you know, when it comes to characters like those, you're just like, haha, they're rapists, you know, like you know, and like whatever. 
But this is our main character who we're following like, oh, he's such a nice guy. He's so great. Oh, and he solicits prostitutes when he knows people like him on a, on a personal level. Which, to me, I'm like, I don't care. I hate this character to begin with. But to give me a new reason to hate this main character and just say how horribly written this show is, like, it's clearly written as a web novel. Like, only you could only write a web novel and pass it through, you know, as, like, I'm a fan of anime and I just want to write my own novels when you have no idea how to write a main character. You know, or, like, not a main character, but a likable main character. Let me tell you this. Likable main characters who are playing as heroes don't have sex with prostitutes. It's <laughs> plain and simple. Like, that's the way you write. That's the way a story is written. Unless your name's James Bond. <laughs> yeah, well, or James Kratos. Bond is also... J- James Bond is also one of the worst spies on the face of the planet, even though he's labeled as the best spy on the face of the planet. Because he, he walks around saying, my name is James Bond. I'm a spy. <laughs> And then he shoots everybody. Great spying. Well, that's what makes him good. When that, he's like, oh, crap. I just told everyone. Bang, 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 bang. Um, no witnesses. But, uh, but yeah, that happened in the last episode. I was just like trying to wrap, wrap my head. Like, did that really happen? And then I found out, oh, this is a web novel series. So it was, which means it was written by a fan who has no idea how to write professionally. And so his main characters are, yeah, he's going to make a fantasy character where he gets to have sex with all the prostitutes he wants and but but he also has like a a girl one of the main cast girl that likes him and that's like really awkward because you're just like oh so this girl likes him a lot but he's gonna go have sex with prostitutes and get crabs yeah and and not not even that but just like the morality of like and then you're gonna try to sell to us that she likes him like I'm confused, you know. It's just it's a very confusing situ like situation as far as a main character goes. But I'm gonna continue to watch it because people apparently say that there's repercussions for him doing it. But I, I don't know how true that is. So I'll, I'll continue to go. He's gonna get whatever. school dazed. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That'd be great. That'd be so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or she's just gonna look and be like, someday I'm gonna be that hooker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be just like that prostitute. Yeah, so, and I guess people in the comment section were saying, yeah, guys, he refused, he refuses to sleep with any of his slaves, so he goes and sleeps with prostitutes. I was like, oh, how moral of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are just, like, so ridiculous. They just don't know how to write characters, and it's, I don't know. But anyway, uh, still watching Late Back Camp, it's awesome. I caught up with Overlord, or I didn't catch up with Overlord, but I'm catching up with Overlord. And it is getting a little bit better, but there was this really awkward lizard sex scene in the middle of it. <laughs> so that hilarious. Just his like, reaction. Well, his reaction is funny, but you're just like, as a as a as a viewer, you're just thinking in your head like, this is this is so strange because light novels, Japan Japanese light novels, as much as they make fun of them being like these overly suggestive, overly sexualized books that draw young crowds into them because they get to read sex novels. It's becoming true through these animes because they just throw random sex scenes into them. You're just like, people don't really... People in Japan are really just fans writing novels to add tons of fantasy sex scenes in these. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all it's becoming. And, And the more and more I watch these shows based off of light novels, the more and more true it becomes. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, we got to see a- Asuna's nipple in the last Sword Online, Online movie. movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, and, uh, I have this like headcanon in my 
like, I know it's not true. It's never going to happen. But I have this, like, headcanon where Ainz Algoon is, like, the more successful sibling to Skeletor from He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I picture, like, Skeletor at an awkward dinner with his mom and, like, the mom being like, Why can't you be like Ainz? And <laughs> he just mom. took over an entire legend yeah. kingdom. <laughs> But he doesn't have He-Man to deal yeah. with all the time. Mom, oh, I'm he trying. He-Man, <laughs> have you ever considered that maybe it's your fault that you're not getting through with all these people? I am trying I had an army of thousands, and He-Man just took his sword and slayed them all in one swipe. <laughs> I think you just made that headcanon. Yeah. Why is Einzel Goon the best mom? <laughs> I'm I could be Einzel Goon if I didn't have He Man. <laughs> you That's are doing skele- that so much better than me. <laughs> That's that is my Skeletor impression, and I love doing Mother. it. <laughs> Every chance I get to do Skeletor, I will do it. <laughs> Brother Einzel Goon, why are you doing so well? I don't know. Maybe it's because you, you know, maybe because I don't have some blonde shirtless guy coming in all the time ruining my plans. But you have sexy demons. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Oh man. <laughs> I, I feel like we would have to script this out so much better. <laughs> so anyway, um. To get away from the crap that's going on in light novel worlds and anime world. Um, oh, I do want to mention that the last episode of the Junji Ito collection was probably one of the best ones. Okay, so uh, which one are you talking about? Okay, well, no, okay, because uh, the last episode was Town With No Roads, correct? Um, no, the yes. last one was with the, uh, the girl with amnesia that's about to marry the guy, and the guy's like... Family has like this weird mystery, and it's no, no, okay, 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 okay. Fifty so, first dates. No, no. <laughs> so, um, so episode eight just came out. The episode seven before that was the town with no roads. Oh yeah, the, that one was. Really and then the good. episode before that was the uh, the weird next door neighbor and and the uh, and the family and the family ancestor ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those episodes. So, that, those are so really yeah, episode six was I I I love that was the best episode of Junji Ito collection so far. Um cuz those were those were a few of my favorite Junji Ito stories because it not only it not only tells shows you how good of a horror writer he is, but how good of a writer he is in general. Uh especially with with stories that he writes like The Long Dream, which is one of my favorites by Junji Ito. Uh the only problem I'm having with Junji Ito collection is they cut out so much. Because I've read most of these stories. And especially uh, A Town Without Roads. A Town Without Roads is really, really long and well written. So the the Dean animation version of it that we got with Junji Ito collection cut out so much vital information. They kind of basically give you the Cliff Notes version. Of Junji Ito stories. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Which, it still works, but I highly recommend after you watch the Junji Ito collection version, if you haven't read it, go read it afterwards because it's so amazing. Yeah, because I, cause I have, um, 
because I have thoughts on the most recent recent one that they did. I mean, they had one that they the first one that they had was uh, pretty good, but then the, there was a second one. Uh, do you mind if I say the title of it in case you haven't seen it yet? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the second story that they adapted in the most recent one was The Circus is in Town. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. But have you read the story? I don't remember. I think Honored Ancestors, which is the first half of that, I think I've read that one, but I don't think I've read Circus Comes to Town. Okay, because I don't know how it was presented in in the original manga version of it, but this anime adaptation just had me laughing my ass off more than creep, creep me out. Hmm. He like, does it was have basically a- everything that could happen wrong in a circus happens in this episode, and it just it just made me laugh harder than probably the show was trying to make you do. No, he he uh, Junji Ito does have a few black comedy stories, but he's mostly it's mostly to be disturbing and okay. funny at the same time. Yeah, I wasn't um, disturbed. I was more laughing at ha the those three guys fell off the tight rope. Ha that guy got eaten by a lion. Ha ha right, that right. guy got stabbed. Um Yeah, so so <laughs> I but I, I do want to tell everybody that because because Junji Ito collection isn't a canonical story based thing, it's just short stories. Everybody should watch episode six because episode six was the greatest episode of Junji Ito collection ever because it's some of his best stories. Um, Now, what I want to talk about is not what I'm watching, but this is super important to tell fans because I, uh, so, okay, so I have a story Um, because I have a huge presence on Instagram. Like I'm always on Instagram. I Instagram, I think is the best social media outlet we can have. As far as, you know, pictures and art and all that stuff goes. And I love using it. Well, I follow Viz Media on Instagram. So I get, like, short updates from them and little things that they want to sell me. And one of the things that they were trying to sell me a while ago was a, a manga that was coming out uh, called The the Promised Neverland. Yes, I've heard a lot and about this. So uh, I've, I bought the first two volumes, which are, there's two volumes out of The Promised Neverland out right now. And I finished them so that I could talk about it specifically on the podcast. Because The Promised Neverland is probably one of the best Shonen Jump stories I have ever read. Um, and the and I, I say Shonen Jump specifically because I almost didn't think, like, when as I'm reading it, I'm like, there's no way this fits into the Shonen Jump mold. Because it's, it's, it's not like a Shonen-y book. It's a wonderful creepy like post-apocalypse like you don't know what what it's supposed to be because the first issue or the first chapter gives you this little twist in it so it's about an orphanage and it's like a happy-go-lucky living with mom orphanage where mom loves everybody and takes care of everybody really well and and, but they have to take tests every day and you know to give their their smartness scores and whatever and then something happens that turns the whole story on its head after the, in the first chapter, and you're just like, "Good God!" And um, I don't I don't want to spoil it because I really, truly, truly want people to read it. The I promise you, the 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 uh, the Promise Neverland is absolutely amazing uh, to the point where so Viz Media is really good about their releases. They release a, a new manga volume every other month. So the la- the second volume just came out recently. And Amazon already has 
uh, three volumes three through five set up for pre-order, and I've already pre-ordered them all. So April will April releases volume three, uh, June releases volume four, and August releases volume five, and I've already added, got all of them already on their way coming to me as soon as they get released because it is just the best thing I've ever read as far as a Viz Shonen manga. It's now, so good. Let me ask you, because odds are, because a lot of people have been talking about this manga, and a lot of people have been praising it, and odds are it is going to get an anime adaptation somewhere down the line. Who do right. you think should animate this? Nobody. That is truly my answer. I truly think that this should stay a manga, that I think animation might ruin it, um, because it's going to be so difficult to get right, with, especially with... So the artist is a really, really unique artist. His name is uh, uh, Posuka Demizu. Um, and he's got like an art book out there and a whole bunch of stuff that you get, but his art style is so unique. And I don't know if animation will do it justice. Um, especially because so many interesting... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Interesting, thing, inter- interesting things happen with it. And I would get, don't get me wrong, I would love to see it in an animation form just to see how they do it. But reading the manga is so good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yes. going to assume so. Yeah, yeah. But if if I had to choose a studio to animate it, I can see maybe JC Staff or Madhouse. Madhouse. I think Madhouse should a- animate it. I think yeah, Madhouse should because the way you're describing it, it makes it sound like something that um, I'm not. Com- I'm not totally comparing it, but it sounds like something that Clamp would create, and Kinda. Madhouse usually is like the go-to place for Clamp adaptations. Kinda, but Clamp doesn't do a lot of shonen, so I, I just think because of the unique animation and because Madhouse does so many different animation and art styles that this would be something for them to figure out. Um, things like you know, there's certain studios like A One that you know they they stick to their we like to do fan service, and there's Dogakoba we like to stick to Moe. And, you know, that that just don't fit the mold. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just don't know, man. I just I, I just recommend everybody needs to read this. It's it's one of the best mangas I've ever read. I mean, I have to steal from you then. Yeah, oh no, I, I totally plan on letting you read it. Uh, I even got, I got Victor reading it as well. And uh, he read the first chapter and he's like, I guessed half of it, but whoa. You know, 
Like, he was reading it, and he was like, I knew something was going to happen in this way, but I didn't expect this to happen. Oh, and that's another thing, is as you keep reading the story, it's not like these massive twists keep coming out to you. Like, it's not like you'll read a chapter, and then two chapters later, you're like, oh my gosh, that blew my mind. It's more or less a story that constantly progresses as these characters start to play chess with one another, even though they don't know they're playing chess with one another. And as you turn the page, you're like, oh man, that's crazy. They turn again. Oh man, that's crazy. Turn again. Oh man, that's crazy. So they, they slowly and subtly give you these things where characters are slowly one-upping each other throughout the entire story. And it's awesome. I love it. Though I, I have to say that I can't, I, I can't necessarily believe you saying it's the greatest Shonen Jump story that you've ever read when My Hero Academia is still running pretty strong. Well, and that's why I didn't think it fit the Shonen Jump mold. That's why I said that. uh, Is because, you know, sure, like, Shonen Jumps are amazing for Shonen. Like, Naruto, I have all of Naruto, and I we have all of My Hero Academia, all these manga things, you know, that we have. And then I have this, The Promised Neverland, released by Viz Media, and it's a Shonen Jump manga. And I'm like, why is this a Shonen Jump manga? It's not a Shonen. I mean, I guess it could be a Shonen, but, you know, it's just different. I love it. So, Evan, you have a what we're watching. I know that you've been watching something. Yeah, well, I've recent, well recently Netflix had released the live-action version of Full Metal Alchemist. And I meant to spend every moment of my time watching it so that I could have seen it too, but I did not. Okay, so for what they were had to do with like turning, what, 120 chapters into a two-and-a-half-hour movie? I mean, they, they, had what they, um, they had what they were working with. With that being said, I actually thought it was really good. Huh. Okay, first question, is it original storyline or brotherhood storyline? Um, for the most part, I would say it's brotherhood storyline, but they make some liberties that they have to take within um, within having a two-and-a-half-hour film. Like, for example, they took a... I don't want to call him a minor villain, because he is probably one of the most memorable, like, what-the-fuck kind of villains that was featured in in female alchemists but he's only in in there for a couple of chapters but they make him like basically the main villain in this movie huh which one yeah show tucker really show tucker (laughs) (laughs) what a great response i I still have images of nina in my head so i will forever hate that man which is why I'm actually kind of happy that they expanded his role just a little bit. And no, he needs to die and he needs to burn in hell. <laughs> well, he does. Well, oh no, the one who dies in the original also dies in the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does die. But Good. Yes. But they give you more of a reason to hate him. More of a reason to hate him in this movie. Wow. Wow. I just love the memes that are like, what sound does the cow make? Moo. Moo. What sound does the duck make? Quack. Quack. What sound does the dog make? Edward. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck show, Tucker. Fuck show, Tucker. I'm done. (laughs) No, but there's been a lot of really mixed reviews about it. There is a lot of mixed reviews, and I do understand why some people will not like this movie. With that being said... 
I personally, from what I took of it, I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I felt what they were able to do with the story was pretty good. Now, mind you, the majority of the movie isn't as action-packed as the anime. I would say, like, the beginning and the end has the majority of the action of this film. This adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist does a great job with taking this story and turning it into an alternate history period drama. Hmm. Yeah. Because the majority of the film is more about them trying to figure out the mystery of the Philosopher's Stone and how it works and if whether or not Ed will be able to save Al from, you know, being in that armored body. Yep. That's what the majority of the movie is about. It, there, there isn't that... There isn't those sort of like epic fights that occur until near the end where you see, um, I don't, can't remember if he was an actual character or if he's just a stand-in for King Bradley in the film, but he like unleashes these like zombie sort of like, like clone characters from the Philosopher's Stone, from all the ones that they craft into it. Hmm. And it's a really cool it's a really cool sequence. I wouldn't say it's on par with anything that appeared in the anime, but with what they were what what they had to work with, especially when it comes to the CGI, it was really good. Like it was near I know we talked about it earlier, but it was near Marvel Cinematic Universe quality of CGI that they had, especially with Al. Yeah. Like, with that armored suit and body, there were times where it actually looked like he was standing there. It, was, it wasn't just a computer-generated character. He was right there that whole time. Yeah. Well, I have that one in my queue as well, and hopefully in the next episode I'll be able to share my opinions on it too. All right. You're probably going to say, it was absolute shit. I hate it. <laughs> what were you thinking, Evan? And then we'll have a great back and forth. Exactly. Which we didn't quite have. But... It's what I was hoping that would happen on this episode, but I was lazy, so. Okay. But other than that, I'm still watching Laidback Camp, which is still excellent. Um, uh, Karakai Jozo no Takagi-san, which I just wrote a review for on the Boston Bash Brigade page, has, like, stolen my heart because there's this level of sweetness that's in that show that, I don't know, it just feels so endearing. Even with, like, the tease, like like I say in a review, there is teasing, but it's not about the teasing. It's about what the teasing is leading towards, and that's this relationship between uh, Nishikata and Takagi-san. Mm. I, I think it's a very fun show. I, yeah. I really liked the last episode where she actually told him, like, I like you, but then she played it off like uh, like she was teasing him. Yeah. You know, but, like, so she's actually been telling him her true feelings the entire time, but then she just plays it off like she's teasing him, and he doesn't know what to think. Yeah, there's that sort of, like, there, there's that cuteness aspect to it. Wayman. And- <laughs> Exactly. I, and I, I'll say, like, the most recent one after that where he, you know, he loses a bet with her and so he's forced into helping her pick out a swimsuit has this really cute vibe, like this embarrassing sort of aspect. And it's not fan... It, thankfully, it's not fan service at all, thankfully. But it, it's presented in such a cute way that... It, it, it's like this this sort of there, there's like this realism that, that occurs between the two of them when they, there's a situation where he's about to see or experience something that he hasn't experienced before. Yep. 
So I'm still watching that. How to Keep a Mummy has just been my soul food. I'm back yeah. on top with that. It's it's great. Yep, it's just wonderful, sugary sweet. Yes, everywhere. Parents, you should be showing your kids. Like I'm not kidding. Like this is the show parents should be showing their kids. I, I think it's like one of like the best like family friendly shows of the season. Mm. And yes, I'm still watching uh, Miss Koizumi Loves Ramen Noodles because I have no idea why. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it might be because I need something to fill my porn. My food porn need before Food Wars comes back. <laughs> I. That was got some weird fetishes. That was a bit of a Freudian nipple there. <laughs> you have no idea, and you will have no idea if that was a joke or not. <laughs> But anyways, yes, I'm still watching that. Yep. Uh, My, mine's quick, because um, yeah. Evan gave me a video game, and I'm one of those people who, unfortunately, when they get a video game, they need to complete it before they can set it down. <laughs> and I had to force myself to finish the storyline to Elder Scrolls Online before I could justify never playing it again. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've finally done that, and now I can at least rest easy there. <laughs> so I will be playing catch-up mode for now. <laughs> I'm not watching anything new. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody else is already. Oh, I thought I had the stuff. quick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still have your homework of having to watch Miss Kobayashi. Yes, that's true. I, I want to actually get caught up with Junji Ito, Junji Ito, Laid Back Camp, and, um, oh my god, uh, Babysitter Club. Oh, yeah. yeah. Babysitter Club's been good. School Babysitters School has been very babysitters. good. School Babysitters, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, School Babysitters is fantastic. Yes. I, I love how in the last couple episodes where, um, where the big brother gets his hand slapped away and like, or he gets like turned down or someone says he doesn't like him. And the little brother was like, but, but, but he's the best big brother ever. How can you not like him? Yeah. It's such a cute show. <laughs> it's good. All right. Let's move on to our topic for today, which is our first con month topic of the year, um, where we are going to be discussing, uh, unconventional conventions. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be presenting a, uh, especially to Derek, because he doesn't know really any conventions whatsoever. We've got a series of conventions that are real and a series of conventions that are not real. And Derek is, Derek in part, we're all going to be trying to figure this out together, but Derek in part is going to be trying to figure out uh, which conventions are actually not conventions i got this okay so so are we gonna do like we give him a group of three conventions one of them's not real and he needs to figure out which one that is correct okay uh for for starters and then we're gonna start talking about some conventions (coughs) that actually are real and strange and we can go into greater detail as to which ones are not okay do you want to go first, Evan? I'm... All right, because I just wanted to make sure that the that the one that I created didn't really exist. Because yeah, that's what you have to do because it's it's really well, hard. And I just googled it. and I'm like, okay, cool. This first convention and like the website that I'm using for these ones is one call is for Business Insider with a with a um, article called "These Are the Strangest Conventions in America." Oh, it's limited to America. I feel like you could have gotten so much better. Like. Worldwide. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. Well, this covers like North America, so this is like Canada, United States, and Mexico. 
So the first one that I have here is called the Association of Lincoln Presenters. Association of Lincoln Presenters. At this Lincoln convention in Columbus, Ohio, not Lincoln, Nevada, or Lincoln, Nebraska, like <laughs> where it should be. Where it would be appropriate. Yep. Over 150 people come dressed as Abraham Lincoln. And these are groups of goal, and the group is to provide real-looking Lincolns to reenact in parades and reenactments and schools and in, and in various other things. Okay. All right, what's, what's my next option here? So your next one is called Saskatchewan, <laughs> which is Saskatchewan's number one Bigfoot and Mysterious Monster Convention. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> and, you know, it's not just about Bigfoot, so it's also about, like, unknown monsters, like the Loch Ness Monster, uh, UFOs, and... Like... Oh, yeah, we got all kinds of squatches up here. <laughs> Squatches love donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one I have here is the World Clown Association, an annual gathering where clowns show up to present their makeup skills, their body movements, and their sorts of physical comedy that they learn so much about. Um, What was the name of it? It was the World Clown Association. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be called Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> so much Fago. Um, okay, so if I have to guess between those three, I really, really want Sasquatchicon to be real or whatever it's supposed to be called. Uh, number one, I actually knew a uh, Ben Franklin impersonator when i was younger and they get like really into it so i could actually see that con being real so i'm gonna go with the clown one because the real one is the gathering of the juggalos <laughs> well i hate to be the bearer of bad news but saskatchewan does not exist damn it saskatchewan oh. <laughs> saskatchewan i meant to say all right i, I should have figured it out when you said saskatchewan the first time <laughs> Oh, yeah, Saskatchewan and Michelle Kwan. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, so here's mine. So, the Lizards Convention. The convention, a gathering of people who really admire reptiles and frogs and anything of uh, the amphibious or lizard type. Anything cold-blooded is here presented at the show, and, you know, they have presenters talking about, and, like, wildlife preserve people, everything like that. Lizards Convention. Second one. The Sunshine State Egg Fest. Now, take a guess as to what uh, the Sunshine State Egg Fest is about. Abortions. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Eggs? (laughs) No. So, okay, so people would uh, think right off the bat that Sunshine State Egg Fest is actually about eggs and egg cooking of the type, but it's actually about a certain kind of egg-shaped grill. It's a green grill done uh, that is out west, and the grill itself is actually egg-shaped, so it's about the grill itself, not eggs. And uh, finally, Murfest, a gathering of people who are obsessed with mermaids and can dress up like mermaids and swim like mermaids. Oh, God. Oh, and the first one was again? The Lizards Convention. I'm going to have to go with Lizards Convention because it didn't mention anything about government conspiracies in the description. (laughs) 
You are correct. The Lizards. Yes. <laughs> the Lizards Convention is actually a children's pop group from 1995. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Oh God, I have perfect. to. I have to interject. That's yeah. that's wrong. There is a Lizards Convention. There is. There is. It was either yeah, that or Bacon. I couldn't come up with one. One of my friends from college went to a lizard convention. She posted all about it on her Facebook. Oh no! We all lose. That's so false re- propaganda spread by the fake lizard people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would really love uh, a segment that they do on Nerdy Show's flagship show, which is called Scale Watchers, where they uh, they are they pretend to play redneck characters and they talk about talk about them lizard man <laughs> oh my god it's fantastic it's it's wonderful like i don't know Scale Watchers of under- is one of the best things i'm a fan, they, I'm a fan of underground radio myself so. yeah underground radio is really good which is the lizard men <laughs> broadcasting their show to the world <laughs> well even though jonathan cheated on that one i still even won by his cheating standard so I, i'm one and one here, here <laughs> yeah. we go okay so uh, we have, uh, Marble Collectors Society of America, uh, and it is a traveling convention that is all about, all for people who love collecting marbles. Uh, they have a lot of, it looks like they have a lot of shows coming up in 2018, uh, and it says, a listing of upcoming Marvel shows that have been pretty attributed, blah, 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 marbles. Uh, next in my list is Marxism 2018, which is a convention about being a Marxist and socialism. Uh, and they have speakers and radical reels and, uh, and everything that you can imagine Marxism comes with. Last one is bath salt, uh, convention where it's a convention about Bath salts, and you know how you can make easy do-it-yourself bath salts. Um, you can let's see, you can uh, craft from citrus flavors all the way to uh, luscious soaps and lotions, and uh, it's a it's a big DIY and enthusiast convention for bath salts. Now, which so we have uh, marble collection, Marxism, and bath salts. Which convention is real and fake? Okay. Um, marble collectors have nothing better to do than to go on a traveling tour of marble collections. That one is real. Uh, remind me of number two. Marxism, 2018. Oh, God, yes, that is real. I've got a couple of people in my Facebook feed who will throw Marxist propaganda, and they have meetings every other week. I'm like, oh, I'm just friends with you because we're from high school, but... <laughs> Uh, number three sounds like a DIY meth lab because bath salts are usually used or have been habitually used for hallucinations where people have been eating each other's faces off. So I'm going to go ahead and say that a bath salt convention probably is not real. Where you're talking about the wrong kind of bath salts, like the the drug-inducing bath salts, I was talking about I was talking about the lotion and bathe actual bathing use for bath salts. Same thing. But you are what? They're the same thing. Exact same thing. Um, No, there's actually off that. (laughs) There's actually two different kinds of bath salts. But anyway, you are correct. I was reading the bath salt information off of Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Where okay, okay. So the Marxism 2018 one 
is in Melbourne, Massachusetts. What? On, a- on Anime Boston Weekend. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Facebook friends probably go into that. <laughs> yes, Easter weekend, March 29th to April 1st, Melbourne, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> hosted by Socialist Alternative. So, let's take a look at some other conventions that uh, that people have found weird. That was pretty fun, though. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> I really liked your Sasquatchicon. 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 Frostbeard, get on that. I know, yeah. Now we just need it to be in Saskatchewan. Like, Saskatchewan, Sasquatchicon. Like, it would be so great. That's going to be the That's gonna be the name of this episode. <laughs> so, there have been plenty of other... So, I found a lot of my weird cons from this uh, article from The Chive, but it appears that any article that you go to that talks about weird conventions, they're all from the same place. Like, they're all from the same resource because they all have the same list, just in different orders. Um, mine from the Chive was very demeaning and very, like, not accepting. And it's just like, these people are weird. Because um, the first one that was on there was Anthrocon, which I'm pretty sure is on everybody's list. And then, like, I'm... Be, being a part of Wicked Anime has made me very tolerable to anybody who likes anything that they want to like. And... I've, I've come to, you know, I, I used to have a really big problem with furries because I was very insecure about that sort of thing, but now I'm, like, totally cool with furries. I have a ton of friends who are furries. Same here. Uh, and, uh, you know, people who understand furry culture, and I'm not a furry, but I'm totally cool with you if you're a furry. But it seems like this Chive article is just like, yeah, whatever floats your boat, dude. Whatever. So, I don't know. Now, the Association of Lincoln Presenters, I knew that one was real because I had read that one earlier in a in a, in a list, and it was everywhere. Um, and so this is also where I got the Sunshine State Egg Fest from. Yep, I'm looking at that one right here. That yeah. sounded way too specific to not be real. <laughs> they have yeah. a sideshow convention. Um, yeah, the other thing here was uh, the, the BronyCon. BronyCon is on everybody's list, too, but, every, but uh, being a brony is like... That- it's like a it's, almost mainstream. Yeah, now. it's yeah. a mainstream thing, but it's on everybody's list saying like, "Oh, look at all these grown ass men, you know, and women going to BronyCon because it's based off of a children's TV show for girls." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they even have Lego World listed as a as a strange convention. Yeah, right. Here's a good one: this is the office convention that's actually in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that one makes sense, though. There we go. The Lebowski Fest, of course. Yeah. Here's one of my favorites that I came across. Um, Blobfest, which uh, is to an entire weekend in um, in uh, Pennsylvania. There's uh, Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, the Colonial Theater, for three entire days plays nothing but Stephen Qu- Steve McQueen's The Blob. Oh uh, my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's a three-day... Uh, B-movie convention where that's all they do is just watch the bluff for three days. I love Steve McQueen, man. Like, oh, it's so sad that he died because he could have been one of the best actors on the face of the planet. Agreed. Could you imagine old man Steve McQueen still doing oh. movies today? Oh yeah. my gosh. He could have been John Wick. I, I, <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, if Steve McQueen hadn't passed away, Liam Neeson would not have a job. 
That's probably that is true. true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all thanks to the blob. Because Ex- thirty, years, not 30 a- years old playing a high school student. <laughs> well, because because not only could was Steve McQueen a Liam Neeson like character, or Le- like in real like before Liam Neeson was Liam Neeson, but Steve McQueen also did his own motorcycle and car stunts. So there's like no competing with that. <laughs> oh, or if you want to get to a more serious movie here. We can go to TwyCon in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Is that still happening? I imagine um, that, that I would believe be... by tw- by 2016 it still was. I'm not sure how up to date this is, <laughs> but I love how it's held in Dallas, Texas. So you have to get all that friggin' black makeup and everything on, and all the black leather and stuff, get all suited up, and then go to one of the friggin' hottest places in the country <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap to get rid of Twilight fans, and I hope it's working. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> also, put but, on them fursuits, fursuits too. Yeah. And musical guest, we have My Chemical Romance. (laughs) Psych, they're still broken up. (laughs) Oh, look how moody you are. That's perfect. That that fits with the acting in the movie. (laughs) Well, there's also Ted Fest. Not Ted Tuck, but there's Ted Fest, which is held in Inishmore, Ireland, surrounding the popular British sitcom Father Ted. Really? Yes. That is strange. See, I think it's so strange how in our community we have anime conventions and even people it's just like oh i like comic cons because it's movies animation anime sci-fi whatever comic books and i actually don't like that i think it's too much of a mix but whenever you think convention you usually think that kind of stuff first and the fact that we could take a piece of that just anime and make an entire convention out of just anime, I feel like people will be like, oh man, that's a really specific genre and a very specific con. But to be like, I like TV, and then like take a specific TV show like The Office or Ted or any of these things and make an entire convention out of just one TV show, never mind one genre, one TV show, and make a convention out of it is just fascinating. Absolutely. Is that like a one-day con, or is it nope, a whole weekend? It's a whole weekend of events where they talk about um, where they have cocktail e- uh, events. Uh, they talk about the best episode. Um, they have crazy golf based on the episode, entertaining Father Stone, hide a nun and seek games. <laughs> a song for Europe, which is a so- which they have to write songs based off of Father Ted, which um, and it's a contest and it's based off the song for Europe episode. Um, they also have the Toilet Duck Comedy Awards, which they award for, like, I believe that's, like, for, like, best, like, stand-up that they host during that event, and whoever wins get this gets this award. But it's all surrounding this British sitcom, Father Ted, which if no one's watched it, you need to. It is one of the funniest shows ever made. It was the show that uh, the creator of the IT crowd made before mm. uh, he... D- before he made IT Crowd. And yeah. I think before Black Books as well, which is another great sitcom he helped out with. Yeah. See, this one right here that I found sounds like a fake one that I probably should have put into mine. Uh, Twins Day Festival, which would have been appropriate for for me to throw in there. But it's held in Twinsburg, Ohio, and over 3,000 sets of twins gather every year. It's been running for 40 years. <laughs> There's just some, like, really old, perverted mayor sitting there. You're like, I know how to get them to come to me. 
Give me a petition to change the name of the town. <laughs> <laughs> this one, it would be awful. Just Vent Haven's Convention for Ventriloquists. Uh, it's uh, like a gathering of all ventriloquists, and it's... It'd be so haw- awkward, I'd hyperventilate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just go there without a dummy and just wear a T-shirt that says I can see your lips moving. It's no, it's it's just a convention of a bunch of people walking around saying, "Hey, who said that? Hey, who said that? Hey, who said that?" <laughs> oh, you could always go to Alcon. Yeah, the Weird Al convention. Yeah, unfortunately, I guess the last one was in two thousand and three. <laughs> That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I, you need more Weird Al. I mean, he's had albums since then. Where's the Al love been? Yeah. Mm. Well, he's been yeah. going to, like, real conventions and stuff like that. So He probably didn't want to, like, fund it anymore. So <laughs> I don't even Imagine think if you have to that. fund a, a fan convention for yourself. <laughs> hey, guys, come to the Weird Al fan convention. I'm Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> but you already knew that because you're here. <laughs> It'd be like a Guy Fieri starting his own convention. <laughs> Fieri Con. Chicken Dinner Con. <laughs> Flavor Town Con. Oh, God. It would be called Flavor Town Flavor Town. Flavor. Flavor. Flavor Con. Flavor Con. So there was one that took place at MIT that hasn't happened since 2012 called Raffle Con, mm-hmm. which was a meme convention. And they got people like Tron Guy, Leroy Jenkins, and Keyboard Cat to. Or the man responsible for Well, I think the, the reason why it it stopped is because MIT realized we're smarter than any of this shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. W- uh, when your celebrity guest is the guy yelling Leroy Jenkins. You know, how low, <laughs> how much of the bottom of the barrel are you scraping? Couldn't get Taze on day? <sighs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Just get Nicolas Cage. Just have him stand there. He doesn't even have to do anything. Cage con. <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh. 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 Uh, this one doesn't surprise me at all, though. A sideshow convention. Like, why would that be weird? I feel like that that would be something that a ton of people would be interested in going to. It's like a circus with no main act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no main hall for the convention. <laughs> Every everything's a side a side hall convention. I don't know. There's not really any point here, but I mean that guy's running a panel down there. Um, we got this happening around the corner. Um, twenty five cents each. <laughs> see for one dollar. See the eating swordsman. The last one that I want to highlight before we go is the World Summit Toilet Convention. <laughs> it Taiwan is. Is that where it is? Uh, yeah, it's I, it's like I saw that. One. It's like Taiwan or Hong Kong or so, it's yeah. like it's an Asian country. But yeah, it's <laughs> if it's in Taiwan, it's just a convention of them being like, now remember, don't flush it, the paper down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It's just a convention of people just constantly pooping because of the food that they serve there. I mean, you could say the con's pretty regular, but it gets kind of crappy at times. <laughs> Wow. Da 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 da. Woo! <laughs> By here late at night, it gets a little nutty. <laughs> <laughs> it 
So is there actually any description of the Summit Toilet Convention? Yeah, the Summit started in 2001 at a time when toilets and uh, sanitation remained low on a global on the global agenda. <laughs> so this is a political stance. <laughs> They're literally showing people toilets to be like, this is what you're supposed to shit in. <laughs> Billions in the world have no access to proper sanitation. Meanwhile, decision makers lacked education, technical expertise, and platforms collaboration towards the improvement of conditions. The Summit started in Singapore. Singapore is yeah. where it was. Oh. Where it was first inaugurated on the 19th of November in 2001. Since then, we have successfully organized 15 world toilet summits around the world. The closest it's ever been to us is Philadelphia. But it has been in Taipei, Taiwan. <laughs> I refuse to laugh at that, Evan. <laughs> oh, I... Kanemara Matsuri Festival. Oh in yes, Japan. the penis festival in Japan. <laughs> How can we forget about that one? Oh my god, that's like one of the staples in old school anime comedy. Oh, it's... so I just saw a giant pink penis on my phone. Yeah. You know, well, here's the you know, thing like, about this. Wait this, a minute, here, am I in Evans Files? <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's my complaint about this. They they have all these shrines for the penis, but they don't have a shrine for the vagina. Yeah, it's because that it's well, actually more illegal for that, which well, sucks. Yeah, well, which is the guy does way. his thing. Whoop, 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 okay, I'm all set. And then for nine months, the woman's gotta be there to have the baby grow inside her. Well. Blame and pull, biology. And push it out afterwards. <laughs> Blame biology. Either way, um, uh, the I mean, heck, the temple is run by a female, so uh, it's it's not like she's like I'm gonna change it from a penis temple to a vagina temple. Like she doesn't care. Like that's the thing. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, well, especially uh, in Japan. I don't yeah. really don't. There's there's that, been that one particular artist who has been like making. Like she, the, the had, vagina canoe. Yeah, that, and then she also has Manko Chan, who is uh, the mascot for all of her stuff. Yes, and like, and she, but she's been arrested multiple times for her her indecent like products. Right, which is weird considering I've actually walked by a sex shop in Shibuya, and they have all the dildos right there for everyone to see. Yep. Oh well, there's like penis plushies everywhere. Like, that too. It's, you, you can find you can find like little penis plushies that have like different kinds of helmets on and hats and like it's just it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I guess it's you know a penis just isn't as offensive. Uh, is yeah, isn't as offensive as a vagina is. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, certainly not as appealing though. That's yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. Maybe it's just like ooh, Monko is uh, is uh, pretty. Uh, pretty appealing there it's kind of arousing me penis eh, not so much you know so that's why they can show it off that's the like whole, ah, that's that's the whole <laughs> thing about about it is that for us guys it's always comical for women it's always sexual there's two different connotations between the two we're getting into a political discussion that we're not even <laughs> like that the point is is that there's a festival in japan where they where they uh parade a giant penis through yes. <laughs> they do sell vagina pops though at yes, the festival? Yes, at the festival. Okay. Yeah, at do. the festival, no, they yeah. sell edible vaginas. Yes, they do. Yes. 
Fantastic. So maybe, so maybe they're making slow progress. Maybe, maybe. They're, I don't know if I would really call it consider towards... this a convention, though, and I wouldn't really count it in the convention circuit because it's just like a festival that happens over uh, over the course of a day. But it's <laughs> still fun to talk about, nonetheless. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to some fan service. Which I don't. Do we have any? I um, I don't know. I don't think so. I gotta check out. One thing, um... I could show some skin. That could be fan service. <laughs> but now we have this new opportunity that's been presented with us uh, by uh, our new distributor, Cabana. And I know that I talked about it a lot on the last episode, and we're going to be uh, running ads. Now, I want to say to everybody who uh, might be a little shaky on this still, uh, your you as fans are still the number one support for us, uh, our our. Uh, Patreon is still going to be the most consistent way that the Nerdy Show Network is going to make its money. And, uh, you know, one-time donations, all those sorts of things, it's all up to you. Because if we did not have you as fans, we wouldn't exist. Um, So subscribing and uh, funding us on Patreon, even a dollar gets you a ton of uh, content. Um, You know, leaving us a review on iTunes still does a whole heck of a lot for us. And we'll be sure to read any uh, any, uh, reviews that you leave us. Uh, Pod chasers, you know, we're doing pretty well on there. Um, that being said, we do have one email from our wicked fan across the ocean, Scott from, uh, from yeah, the UK. Uh, he was weighing in on the whole Logan Paul thing. This is based on the last couple episodes that we released. Remember when we were talking about the whole Logan Paul thing and him being in Japan? Uh, and uh, he was... Uh, fully taken off now, I guess. I guess he was completely demonetized since he thought that electrocuting a dead rat was funny on YouTube, and now he's not there anymore. And and this uh, was after after this was after he released his uh, one his apology video, two a charity video about suicide prevention. So like he he had two serious or I don't know if the apology was serious or just you know for his we don't know. But after that, he released a video. That was actually really kind of good about suicide prevention, and like he he did interviews with people who are suicide survivors, and now they have a new outlook on life and uh, a charity that you can send money to. And then he tries to tase a rat. <laughs> it's like, what? <sighs> yeah, gotta make that YouTube money. It's just doubling down on BS. Logan Paul slash store. Let's dab on the haters. Let's take this really serious moment to talk about stuff that affects our community. And also, let's tase this fucking rat. (laughs) What? what? (laughs) So, so I hear that you uh, survived suicide. Who's that a taser? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, um, but what uh, Scott was saying was that it seems like the way that Andrew, the way that you were describing uh, Japanese culture is also the same way that British culture works, um, where it's talking about, like, silently just kind of blacklisting people mm-hmm. <laughs> out of out of hatred and disrespect. I don't know if that's true, if I'm putting that in the right word, Scott, but please be sure to, <laughs> to let me know. But anyways, it, he was saying that British culture is similar to the, the way that we were describing Japanese culture on that episode. Um He's also, for the 2018 season, been watching Michiri Neko, which is a short about a cat marching band. Uh, it was based on a short from a few years ago, and now there's a series on it. Uh, Devilman Crybaby, he said that the reaction that he got from it was the same way that he felt after watching Mother. Um, that 
I still have not seen yet. I, the movie Mother? The movie Mother. I heard oh. it's... So I have a friend who um, saw the movie, and he said it like emotionally disturbed him. Like It like affected him greatly because of a lot of the abuse that he had as as a young person. Yeah. So it's definitely apparently a movie that if you had been like physically or emotionally abused in any way, like like medically abused, like like by like a family member or a friend yeah. or something like that, you should not watch this movie. Yeah. Well, well, Devilman Crybaby scarred me for four days. I kept track of how long I was depressed over Devilman Crybaby. And it was four days. So. Yeah. Now um Scott also wanted to express that he's guessing that we disagree on Pop Team Epic because uh, he's very much into it and meme culture and stuff like that. It's a fast show. It reminds him of the shows that were on at 1 a.m. on Adult Swim and everything like that. Now, Pop Team Epic does have an interesting story behind it. It's a whole bunch of animators who are given the chance, uh, who are, have only worked in commercials and stuff like that in the past. This is their opportunity to jump out and do something funny. You know, and... yeah. The problem is it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> the um... Like, I tried. Like, I go back, I see people posting clips from the show, and I try to watch them. And, like, 95% of the time, I'm looking at the screen, and I'm like, that was not good. <laughs> so, uh, then he also wanted to say that because we mentioned Suicide Club on the last episode that he wanted to point us in the direction of this director's other movie called Love Exposure and he posted the trailer for us to watch it. Which I actually wrote a review of another film that he recently did called Anti-Porno. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. That's which, right. Which is a really... It's a it's a really messed up movie but it's really good and it dave dives into like social commentaries and makes you start to wonder whether or not that this woman is just a really terrible person so bad that she might as well be starring in a porno movie or she literally is filming a porno film and is just like the complete polar opposite of what her character is that she's filming as compared to who she truly is right and he said for this one, I said, it's a four-hour movie. What? <laughs> and it covers things like love, family, lust, religion, and the art of upskirt photography. Is there an intermission? <laughs> yeah, it's called the pause button. Yeah. <laughs> they don't live in the Stone Age anymore. <laughs> All right, thank you, Scott. Thank you uh, for keeping us up to date. And uh, that's really all we have for fan service this week. We don't really have anything else, so let's move on to some shameless plugs. Andrew? Okay. Well, if you guys want to tell us about any weird conventions that you may have come across, or you just want to ask us more or ask us more about Anime Boston and upcoming conventions that we're going to, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post news, updates, convention crawls, and all that good stuff that comes with Wicked Anime. We're always on Facebook, aren't we, guys? Um, you can, of course, find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you may already be listening to this podcast. If you're not listening to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud slash wickedanime, or, of course, Podchasers and Stitcher, or wherever else you can find podcasting and the works. You can also find our videos at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, but you can also find our videos, of course, at youtube.com slash reviews, where you can hit that subscribe button and subscribe to us whenever we seem to frequently release videos, right? Super frequently. 
You can, of course, find us over at the social medias. You can find us at uh, twitch.tv slash wickedanaplay, or whatever it is. You can find us at, tweet us at YoWickedAnime. That's tweet at YoWickedAnime. And, of course, we have Tumblr and all the other kind of Wicked Anime, Wicked Anime stuff where you can find us for Wicked Anime. For the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or are a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. On the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH. And also on Twitter at KingBabyDuckESH. Like us on Facebook.com slash BostonBashBrigade. And on Facebook.com slash LandOfAsh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, Including The Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashbrook. And we should make a... Actually, no. By the time that this airs, it will have missed. But hopefully, by the time this airs, we will have met Andrew WK. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> and I'm elite for derek You can follow me on Twitter at elite for derek Or on Instagram, at elite for derek <laughs> uh, You can also find me in the middle of the Falscar mod as I try to eclipse our number 4,000 in Skyrim after I am finally done playing Elder Scrolls Online and just want to get back to the Elder Scrolls games that I love. <laughs> Excellent. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode, our first episode of Con Month of 2018. We'll see you in the next episode when we're going to talk about more Connie stuff. And uh, it's time to sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye! trees and maybe something moving oh yes yeah, a squatch of corn <laughs> that's not how you say it say saskatchewan sasquatchicon five times fast i want scotch 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 scotchy scotch scotch where's scotchcon sasquatchicon 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 scotch tape that was pretty good thank you 